Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Lex James. And this is your boy, Mikey Bravo, and you're listening to The Wrestling High. And on this show, we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether it's good, bad, or just completely shit. We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. What's going on, everybody? This is Miraculous Mikey Bravo. I'm sitting next to Low Price Lex James. First thing I want to say is uh, get well, Scott Hall, because that heart attack shit. Yeah. Out of nowhere, like we uh, come to find out today that um, apparently Scott Hall suffered three heart attacks over the weekend. That's um, crazy. And three. it's a uh, yeah, and um, it's coming from a complication. Um, that uh, he got from his hip replacement. I think he had uh, some kind of blood clot. I don't know. Well, yeah, blood clot somewhere. Yeah, just uh, shitty news. So we're uh, really hoping Very Scott shitty. Hall. Yeah, really hoping Scott Hall uh, gets out of this fucking impact that he had coming from the NWO. You know, it's fucking. He made an impact as Razor Ramon, and then jumped ship and was like, "Oh shit!" Made another impact in WCW. Yeah, it's to see he's he's been through a lot. Scott, the only reason Scott Hall wasn't a world champion was shit that he was doing on, on his own. Yeah, because he, he checked every box. Yeah, he had his personal demons. You know what I mean? And yeah, may have held him back. Otherwise, you know, Scott Hall, man, he's a huge he's one part. of the greatest to never hold the world title. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely have to agree with that. So um, you know, he's been through a lot, and he cleaned up. I think like over the last ten years. Helped, uh, you know, thanks to, you know, help from DDP. So, um, yeah, man, just uh, just shitty to hear, man, you know. Hopefully he comes out of this whole shit. Yeah. You know, he's just been getting well wishes from everybody, you know, from the wrestling business all the way from, like, The Rock to, you know, people that are like, you know, Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Fucking Razor Ramon was, like, one of the first guys I remember even yeah, watching Razor as a kid. Yeah, Razor was a dude, man. You know, like, I think Intercontinental Champions, I, I, he's, like, one of the first ones that come to mind. He's one of the best ones, too. You know, um, I remember his, I remember the first time he won the Intercontinental Titles against Rick Martel on Monday Night Raw. And it came from them two, like, winning a Battle Royal, or the two of them were the last two it's in a Battle like Royal. It's kind of like when AEW got the Battle Royal with the ring. Yeah, the Dynamite Diamond ring. It's, it, it reminded me exactly of that. And, uh, yeah, I remember watching that. I was, like, five years old. Razor Ramon beating Rick Martel. And this is when Shawn Michaels had to um, relinquish the title, and he never gave it up. That's what led to, you know, the ladder few, match. Yeah, the ladder match with the two titles. So Razor Ramon won the title when Shawn Michaels never even lost it. It was just vacated, like, forced away from him. Um, forced off of him. So and that led to, shit, probably Scott Hall's greatest match. Yeah, the ladder match. match was dope. Ladder match at the Garden, man. It's a, it's a, it's a timeless classic. You know, um, it was the first of its kind. So many matches because of that match. You know, like we have TLC matches now. We have pay per views because of TLC matches. All that shit started with Razor and Shawn at the Garden, WrestleMania. 10. Yeah, the very first ladder match that was televised. Yeah, you know, or on pay per view, or whatever. But I mean, Michaels and Razor Ramon, man, they put on a fucking show. They stole the show. 
You know, yeah, they did. You know, probably like I said, probably Scott Hall's greatest match, and it's a, it's a fucking That'd be a fun watch alone. It would, it would, um, absolute classic, one of the greatest Intercontinental Title matches of all time. Um, so yeah, man, Scott Hall interrupting, you know, Monday Nitro just in the middle of a match, just cutting a promo. <laughs> Saying, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. As a kid, I really thought, like, Razor Ramon was in WCW starting some shit. Yeah, because he was talking like Razor, you know? He had, you know, he had the bang. He, he was even calling people Chico and all that shit. And then Diesel showed up but a couple weeks later. I think, like a week or two, something like that. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I Scott Hall is, like, definitely, uh, like, one of my early, early memories of wrestling. So, yeah. Like, you know, um, I, I hope he. I really hope he pulls. He pulls through with this. You know. So yeah. Yeah, shitty thing to hear. That would. Yeah, that, that's that's. I don't even want to think about it. But yeah, moving forward, man. Touch on WWE SmackDown for a little bit. Not really. Um, it, it was a noteworthy episode, but like for all the wrong reasons. More shitty news. Yeah. Um, well, we start off probably like the best segment of the night. You know, they show footage of that whole, you know, MSG show that they were talking up, but never, you know, televised, but they had cameras there anyway. And, it was, and you know what? I understand not televising the house show, but don't promote it so hard the way you did if you're not going to televise it. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being um, Austin Theory challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, which, you know, obviously nobody, you know, thinks that's, you know, that title change is going to go down. Brock made quick work of him, but what's, you know, really notable of that was uh, the beating that Roman Reigns, you know, gave Brock Lesnar. Well, this first, was, Brock Lesnar... This TV-worthy shit. I don't know why they didn't put it on TV. Yeah, Brock Lesnar first got, you know, the best of all of them, you know, Usos included, and he turned his attention to Paul Heyman, and that's when Roman Reigns started wailing on him with the chair, hit him with the steel steps, bloodied him up. Paul Heyman is one of the best parts of this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... and, and Roman Reigns is starting to use the rock bottom or a variation of it because he hits Brock Lesnar with, like, a rock bottom on the steps. Yeah. And then that's when he, you know, holds both titles up. And I mean, I, they, they've called it a Uranagi before. Yeah. Like, he doesn't fall with him like the rock does, it, but it's, it's like... It's a rock bottom. You know, so maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe that's hinting at something. It'd be nice. It would be. But, yeah, that's when he, you know, grabbed, you know, both titles posed over Brock Lesnar and says Brock Lesnar acknowledge me in the garden so thank god we see a clip of that and Brock Lesnar comes out and he's fucking heated he says you know you're out for blood so you know we're gonna he's like I'm you know I'm out for blood too whatever through the fucking title almost hit uh McAfee yeah yeah he tossed that shit with his like with his left hand he just took it off McAfee must be like what the fuck you were just on my show yeah yeah <laughs> well he's used to Brock Lesnar throwing shit in the show yeah so yeah, man, he that was. Pulled, he's like, I don't care about titles. He says, I don't care about WrestleMania contracts, all this. And Paul Heyman comes out, basically telling Brock Lesnar, you know, Roman Reigns ain't here tonight, and that's to protect you. So Brock Lesnar gets in the mic and says, Oh, if Roman Reigns ain't here, then who's protecting you? So he chases Paul Heyman. I, I don't think Paul Heyman's ever ran. As fast as this, because holy shit, Brock Lesnar was hilarious. on his tail. He plows through like five fucking fake security guards. Just kicks their ass. Fucking Brock Lesnar. He's just fun. If he's an animal, bro. Yeah. Who's an animal? Paul Heyman gets away in, uh, I think, in a limo or some kind of car. Brock Lesnar even tries to chase it down on foot. And it's just fucking, like, Brock Lesnar is, like, one of the very few 
around anymore that gives you that unpredictability. You know, that feeling of what is this fucking guy going to yeah, do? Yeah, legit. It's like, to me, that's, that's the feeling I got with Stone Cold. Yeah. When I was a kid. And hell, shit, I remember... When they started WrestleMania 30 with Hogan in New Orleans, and then Austin came out and interrupted him before The Rock came out, Austin says, "You, you know, if you want, yeah, me to I was wondering, is Austin gonna take a stunner right now, bro? Like he was, he says, like you want me to open up a can of whoop ass on Hulk Hogan and give me a hell yeah, and I remember being like, oh my god, he's gonna, I, kick I, the I, shit. I, was, I okay. said hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been great, and it didn't happen, but I like, I was like, that's no one does that anymore, no one gives me that feeling, yeah, that that just like what the fuck's gonna happen, Brock Lesnar." Is the closest thing we have to that. Yeah. You know, because he's just fucking reckless. He is chaos on two feet. Like, you, you know what I mean? He just leaves a mess wherever he goes. And it's yeah, great. The, the, the Beast, call him the Beast is a real fitting name. He does what the fuck he wants. So it's just, just about any time he's on TV, especially with his, like, more, like, outspoken, you know, baby face. Who would have thought that Brock Lesnar's just regular personality was cool like this coming out like a fucking cowboy like I, I don't really care for the cowboy hat but it's like who's gonna tell him otherwise he can wear what the fuck he wants really like yeah, <laughs> you know he'll turn you into a fucking hat so then we get to a uh, backstage segment Caleb Braxton I believe is with Seamus and Ridge Holland and they talk about, you know, a friend of theirs that they brought along with them that they've known for a while that has gone under a different name, but he's now known as what they've all known him as, and that's Butch. In walks Pete Dunn. With the look on his face that, I don't know, at least I see it, he's just like... Kind of a look of disdain, like, what the fuck, Butch? Butch is now Pete Dunn's new name. Which, don't get me wrong, I had said I wanted to see Sheamus work with Pete Dunne. I'm happy that Pete Dunne is around Sheamus somehow, but not as Butch. Like, you couldn't think of a better name for that. I get you can't own his real name, so it has to change, but fuck. I mean, it doesn't have to change. Plenty of other people keep their fucking name. Yeah. Ridge Holland was one of them. Yeah, and and again, yeah. Of all people, who the hell was Ridge Holland? I think I saw him on one match on NXT 2.0, and he came to... It was, like, one of the first episodes. It was the first episode. I think he was in the Fatal 4-Way. It was a tag match. I think it was in a tag match, but, yeah, like, otherwise... See, I don't even remember seeing him. I saw him on NXT, and that was it. He could have been Butch, and nobody would have fucking known otherwise. Yeah. Okay? Everyone knows who Pete Dunne is. Like, he, he, you know... He had this whole, you know, career in NXT. He won the NXT UK Championship. He had fucking great matches with Tyler Bates and and Walter. The match he lost, you know, the UK title to. Like I think it has to do something war with game his size, bro, because he's with Ridge Holland and Sheamus, and they all dress like old timers. So he's supposed to be like, look, this is little Butch. He's little, but he'll fuck you up. Yeah, I I, I, I understand where they're going with it. But I it's do like, too. You don't need to do that with Pete Dunne. You could have yeah. did something else. He doesn't look like a Butch. No, he he doesn't. He doesn't look like a Bridge butch. Bridge Holland looks more like a butch. Right, exactly. Which my point is, like, you could have just given him that fucking name. I do not remember Bridge Holland let's, one let's way Let's see where they go as, like, a trio. But the name is fucking trash. Yeah. It makes me scared for, like, Tommaso Ciampa and... 
if Gargano ever came back or if Braun Breaker comes into the main roster, which you're saying, like, what, what are they going to change his name to something else? Speaking of Braun Breaker, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about in the last episode how he dropped the NXT title in the triple threat match, but it was Ciampa who got pinned. And I feel like we all expect, you know... Um, I think Breaker's going to take the title back from Ziggler at Stand and Deliver. I would think. At the match was at, would at least happen, but it's like now being, like, you know, rumored that Braun Breaker might be a part of the Royal roster now. Because he was on Raw the night before on uh, NXT, and him and Ciampa defeated the Dirty Dogs in a tag match. And I guess Vince McMahon saw him, and I, I don't know, I guess he just wants to rush him to the main roster. I think that's a bad call, man. I think yeah, you going need down to, the Roman Reigns route. Yeah, exactly. Like, you need to let this kid grow. Really? He's fucking good as it is, I get it. But, like, nah, man, you, you need to put him in NXT for at least a year. At least, man, let him run NXT. He, there's no need to rush him. Not at all. You know? Um, he still has to, like, I still need to see Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. Yeah, I want to see that in Carmel, him and Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, like, you, you're missing out on a Walter, lot of shit. Or, or Gunther, whatever the Gunther. fuck is. God, I can't fucking, another terrible name. They call him Walter on one of the NXT shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even fucked up. Well, Let's I mean. Like the Walter, who gives a fuck? I, I, I know, like. Gunther is And it just goes back to just like, as ridiculous you know, even as Pete Dunn kept Pete Dunn when he came to NXT. Why did Gunther or Walter have to change from Walter? They both came from the fucking UK. Yeah, I don't know. It, it make sense. Name change is bullshit. Just let these guys be themselves. Yeah. It's like, you know, why do we even watch NXT? Look what happened last time you let wrestlers be themselves. We got the attitude era. Yeah. And we got the ruthless aggression era. They just have talented guys and the thing is just we already know them as these guys. Like, are we supposed to believe that they haven't been around in the last five years in NXT? Like, uh, especially when NXT is live and televised on TV. Yeah, it just it just it's annoying Which, how by they the just. Way, speaking of NXT, it's it's really good now with the crop of guys they got down there. It is. It's, it's just annoying that they they just love insulting our intelligence. Yeah, it makes me scared for LA Knight. I wonder. I know because you would think a guy like LA Knight. Is tailor He's made for the main roster. roster ready already? Bro. He there's literally nothing wrong with him, but they'll figure out a way to fuck him up and run yeah. him off and scare him off. Booga, 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 get away from here! Everybody wants to never fucking yeah, come back to bro, WWE again. Know. It's just come on, man, fucking shit. Get some of these guys right. One, like you made us not ever care about Carrying Cross ever again. And apparently he's with this control your narrative bullshit. So uh, I, I, I really, want to talk about that. yeah, I, I really want nothing to do with him now. So I guess that's not on them. But yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Fucking butch. So, butch. but unfortunately, this was like quickly forgotten about because something really serious happened uh, that led to you know Butch accompanying Sheamus and Ridge Holland. They were going up against Kofi Kingston and Big E, and there's a spot near the end of the match where Ridge Holland. He gets Big E up for a belly-to-belly suplex, and on, this is on the outside of the ring. And Big E is basically spiked, lands directly on his fucking head. And you could just see Big E, like, there was something wrong with him because he just went stiff. You know, and the match ended, like, about 20 or 30 seconds after that, which I kind of thought was a little ridiculous. Like, he just landed on his fucking head, and you all saw it. You know, so I don't know. That, that, that kind of annoyed me, I, but I'm not paying just, too much I attention think to that. I too many guys are, are, are suplex happy now. Yeah. Not everybody's Brock. You know, not everybody can throw a body like it's a fucking toy. And Big E's a big guy to be taking a suplex. Yeah. At first, I wasn't too hard on Ridge Holland. 
for it, but then I guess he dropped Gargano on his head too. Yeah, um, I can't remember exactly when, um, as far as the year goes, um, but it was on NXT, and this is well before the 2.0, you know, iteration, and um, and uh, the spot comes when he he goes to you know hit Gargano with a, a power slam, and Gargano's off the ropes, and Gargano basically like lands head, neck, and shoulders first. You're not you're supposed to land on your back on a power slam. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. For what it's worth, this isn't the first time with him. It Mitch sucks, Allen. dude, because he he broke his C one and C six. Yeah, I, I have issues with every disc in my neck, but that's just like bulging and stuff. Mm-hmm. This dude literally literally broke them. He the good news is he uh, has apparently dodged surgery, but they're saying it could be career threatening. So well, that I mean, makes no sense. I don't know. Um, because I think they were saying how the C1 is, is was, you know, one of the... It's like at the base of your skull. It's closest to your brain, I believe. And it doesn't necessarily heal properly over time. Yeah, so if All you the time. I mean, if you don't have surgery, how are you going to fix that fully? He might not ever wrestle again. Yeah, I don't know. That would suck. Yeah. Um, he was in good spirits. He actually did give uh, the thumbs up. He was stretchered out of the arena and you know he gave the thumbs up which was a good sign and about less than you know within the hour i think he was in the hospital and he tweeted a video you know showing that he can move his fingers and his strength is fine but he said that they were you know telling him that he broke his neck um and then we find out like you said he's dodged surgery but you know this still could be career threatening and i mean when you see the damn move man they're, co- they're comparing <clears throat> to when austin got dropped on his head i i, I and they said you don't it. need surgery but you did bruise your spinal cord and you might not be able to do this anymore but stone cold came back yeah but if I you remember know. austin didn't take as many bumps no he started working a different style yeah. and he didn't bump much and it helped that he was you know the top guy in the industry so you ain't really got to bump around yeah, that much because i mean hogan didn't when he was, you know, when Hogan was in his, he always had a heyday. Like, you know, Hogan was always the top like guy. After so. Austin hurt his neck, I don't remember him taking another tombstone. Powerbomb. Yeah, none Anything of those where moves. he, he, he didn't really take that many rock bottoms. You know what I mean? Like, they had to be careful with him, man. Yeah, he, he took three he still, in his last match. The thing is, the Owen, you know, the Owen Hart shit did wind up, you know, taking Austin's career. It just shortened it a lot. It eventually, you know, took his career, though. You know, like Austin, speaking of Austin, I don't know if we touched on this in the last episode about Austin coming back. I don't know if we talked about that too much. Which no, is, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. That's get a, a huge deal, bro. Like, I think maybe I was just so excited about it that I'm I'm on the fucking phone every five minutes looking to see like an update. The, I'm waiting to see when he's gonna pop up on Raw because you know that's bringing ratings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, right? I've seen comments from people that say. I haven't watched wrestling in 15 years, but I got to see what's going on now because of Austin cutting that promo, which 19 years and Austin is still the greatest on the mic ever. Oh, yeah. The promo he cuts on Kevin Owens because, you know, obviously Kevin Owens put out the challenge. Well, not really a challenge. He just, you know, invited Stone Cold to the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania and, um, you know, talking a lot of shit about Texas and, you know, even talk some shit about Austin saying he's probably drinking a beer right now. You know, like all rednecks do or something like that. And, you know, the video that, you know, comes out the next after, I I think around noon, they released a video the next day at noon. And it's Austin getting out of his four-wheeler or some shit. And he gets in the mic 
and he said well, he doesn't get on the mic he's just talking right into a camera and he you know it says kevin owens woke up something inside of him that's been sleeping for what the last 19 years i think he said calls him a dumb son of a bitch yeah he says he's like you got my attention why would you want to do that two reasons you were one dumb son of a bitch and you want your ass kicked by stone cold steve austin <laughs> he says he has one more ass whooping in him that one last texas where he started his career he's gonna finish with one last i like how he said you can call this a ko show you can call it a match a fight a brawl it leaves it open yeah it leaves it open to feel what the crowd wants i would fucking have him come out on the ko show but come out dressed like to fight I, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this. They can make that an impromptu shows, match. But ma- make him come out just, you know, jean shorts, knee braces, Austin 316 shirt or whatever shirt that's going to come out when he comes back. Because you know it's going to show Oh, yeah, out. he's definitely getting a new but shirt. But have his wrist tape. Yeah. Have KO just be the asshole that he is. Like, Austin you know, used to come out like that normally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't be out of his... Have KO know. tell him, like, you know, I used to look up as up to you, but I, I don't know what i ever seen in you. And it's just be an asshole that he can be. Oh, yeah. And then have Austin ask the crowd if they want to see him kick KO's ass. Do you know they're going to fucking explode? And then book it from there. Yeah. I mean, they could... I, I want to see them do it one-on-one, though. I don't want to see, like, Seth Rollins or anybody else come in. I saw somebody say how it's going to be like Austin starts it off with them Booker T and JBL and I'm coming. I just want to see. KO yeah, I don't want to see them. interact by themselves. I don't want to see them because because then it's a, just going to be Barry and Kevin Owens. Yeah, let them have like a even if it's kind of the way they did Cena and Taker. Yeah, let them do that. Yeah. I, that yeah, I'd love to see. Austin's fifty seven, man. I'm not expecting him to. He's, he's not going to bump. KO's safe and his style meshes with Austin's because I think I told you KO's one of them guys that can get in the ring with Seth Rollins. Or an old guy like Austin and make it look good. Yeah, Kevin Owens is safe, man. Let him have a nice little you know, brawl. It's not like Kevin Owens is going to, you know, get that much offense. He'll get yeah, some. The let KO get to a be, little bit of offense off and then that's it. If they were to do a match, the match doesn't need to be any longer than five minutes. No. A nice little brawl. Stone Cold finishes with a stunner. Yeah. A couple beers. Another stunner. Boom. You just gave that WrestleMania. Huge moment. A huge moment. Nobody ever thought Austin was... And... and that's comeback of the year. And Nothing gonna, beats that. And that's that. gonna be that's gonna be on Saturday night, the the KO show yeah. with Steve Austin. It's gonna be and that's hands See, down the best that, day that's on Saturday night. That's comeback of the fucking decade because I, Austin's been gone for nineteen years. And I think um, that's the night that Charlotte and Ronda Rousey are main eventing. And uh, Saturday night doesn't seem like the. Uh, it seems like Sunday night's gonna be the one to watch. But yeah, having the KO show with Austin definitely with Austin makes is, sense to have it uh, Saturday. The, the Ronda and Charlotte are not like. If they do this KO show right, Ronda and Charlotte won't be able to follow that moment. No. They might want to put that on last. Austin just needs to have a brawl. Like, like have have kind of like the same thing him and Brett did at 13. You see how they started that match off? Just Bret Hart calls it a school fight. Yeah. He said, I wanted it to be like a school fight. And that, that, that match was fucking perfect. And start this off like that. Have them roll outside the ring a little bit, you know? They could, it yeah, it they don't could have do to be something. a fucking technical masterpiece. No. Stone Cold's almost 60 years old. It would be cool if it turned into like an impromptu match. If they can give us Eric Rowan and The Rock, even if it was for six seconds, they can give us Steve Austin. They can give Kevin us a five-minute Stone Cold Steve Austin. A few minutes, I'll take it. it. Yeah, just give it to me. I'll take a Luthez press, an elbow, a couple stunners. Even if fucking even if KO Kev- hits his own stunner. Yeah, why not? I wouldn't be like, he hits a low blow on and Austin you know and stuns funny? him. And he almost wins just like that, and Austin kicks out. And then Ooh, that's when... Man. 
You, you know what I mean? That's a good way to get some heat. Kevin Owens almost spoiled the fucking thing. Like, the bell rings. He hits him, like, you know, just kicks him in the fucking dick. Or behind the ref's back or whatever. And then he hits him with his own stunner. One, two, oh, Austin kicks out. The crowd would eat that shit up. Yeah. And then that's when Austin can fucking get to his. And, yo. Get a Luthez press. The crowd would lose their mind. Yeah. You booked that perfectly like that. It sounds perfect. Just like I, I see it. I see it. And then from there, that could just lead to Austin just kicking his ass, hitting him with a couple stunners. One, two, three. Yeah. Beer bash. Have a beer with Kevin Owens and hit him with another fucking stunner. Yeah. And, yo, this. Keep JBL, Booker T, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Just, I, this is Stone Cold. No we see them all the time. We see them. Let Stone Cold do this. This is 19 years. Yeah. And you got to think. We always wonder, like, I wonder what made Kevin Owens resign. This had to be in that contract. I would think this is something Listen, that Listen, Stone Cold is of. your idol, right? Well, we're going to give you a match, you know, with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Okay, where do I sign? I mean, this could be his biggest Oh, and payday. we're going to pay you like $3 million a year. This could probably be his biggest single, like, payday as far as, like, oh, one yeah. show. Oh, yeah, what? I mean, this is him in Austin. I mean, shit. Um, yeah, that would make Austin's me... It's coming out of fucking, like, not coming out of retirement. We don't know. I'm just happy he's there. Yeah, that's that's all I'm, I'm saying. I can't believe he's coming back to WrestleMania. I'm not going to have, like, a high, high expectation. He hasn't been at the last few. The last one he was at was 32 in, in Dallas. And what are we on and now, that's, 38? Um, 38. It was six years ago. So, yeah, six years without yeah, Austin. because, Indiana. um... Yeah, that was when the League of Nations said no three men back there can kick, you know, beat us. And then that's when Michaels, Foley, and Austin came out. I heard he had a ring in his house installed in August. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And I follow him on Instagram, obviously, my favorite wrestler. But he's posting, like, his diet. He's, like, really prepping and working out to get back on TV. And I'm fucking waiting for it. Yeah. I, uh... I think he's, you know, I I feel like, you know, he's probably going to, you know, the look you said, have his jean shorts, have his, like, awesome shirt. When that shirt. glass breaks, people, like... It's kind of like how Kevin Owens dresses now. Yeah, wrestling fans, like us, know he's coming back at some point, so you better believe they're trying to fill those WWE shows up. I just can't wait to see what the stage is going to look like. I'm I'm really excited to see, because this is, like, suppo- they're trying to get 100,000. Two nights. So I I would think Stone Cold's gonna bring that for one night. I, I would think if it's if it's and the thing is right? they got AJ and Edge the same night as Brock and Roman on wow. Sunday. That's Sunday. So Sunday's that, gonna Sunday's be loaded. Gonna be the that's gonna you know be what the, else uh, I'm low key like excited for just based off of a in ring match Demon Finn Balor versus Priest because I believe I think it's coming at Mania the way they're building it up. Yeah, now. probably. And Priest, I think, is more suited, better suited as a heel. He's doing better than me. I don't know. I think he was a little corny when he was the good guy, but he's great in the ring. So I think a United States Championship match with him and the Demon Finn Balor, you give Balor a chance to have a great entrance. Yeah, no shit. Because that Demon shit sells. I actually, um... My son owns, like, six Demon Finn Balor toys, and they're, like, fucking $50 a box. They're all dope as fuck, though, I bet. They are, though. The details are All right, so, like, Finn Balor's only been to two WrestleManias. Which is crazy to think because he's been in NXT. Lo- I think he lost his Intercontinental title at one. The first one, well, I actually went to both. That's funny, actually. Uh, in 34, New Orleans, the first match of the night, triple threat, him, Miz, and Seth Rollins, and Rollins for the Intercontinental won that, title. Yeah. yeah, he beat Miz for the Intercontinental title. That match is actually really fucking good. Yeah, it Arguably is. the best match of that night. And the, not, the year later in 35 at MetLife Stadium, he actually beat Bobby Lashley as a demon. 
and uh, he he won the Intercontinental title. Was he power bombed. Was Bobby the Demon's first loss to Roman? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Finn Balor actually, yeah, he, I went to both of them. I just realized yeah. That. Give me Demon Finn but, Balor and Damian Priest at Mania. That's yeah, a match I'd watch. Give them a solid amount of time. I think that could be a pretty solid. That could be match. a dope in ring match and the United States title. To me, I know Finn Balor is corny. I think he's corny too, but I think. The belt looks good on him. I think you like give Finn him. Balor. I just, no, I, I, I fuck with Finn Balor. It's just he's terrible. booked horribly, and he he needs to work on his mind. Because he's completely really. different in NXT. He needs to be that NXT heel Finn Balor on you know role. If they would ever allow that, it would be great. Because that that Finn Balor was fucking completely different from what we see on on Raw right now. Yeah, night the, and day. This WrestleMania is stacked, bro. You got fucking Austin coming back. Yeah, I mean, we also got the the whole Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. I feel like Bro, it's going to be a... That, when Austin Theory came out on, since we're talking about SmackDown, when he came out on SmackDown and uh, got in his face and Pat McAfee's just he's like, I'm trying to be professional, but you know Get what? And he jumps off the fucking thing. Yo, Pat McAfee is good. And you know what? I give a lot of credit to Michael Cole because he played his ass yeah, off. Yeah, yo, he's not worth it, Patty. Yeah, You're a professional. Yeah. Come on. Pat, come on! Like he, he Michael, Michael Cole, he sold he that really good. Doing. Yeah, he sold that really good. I thought that was really well done. It's like, yeah, on paper, Pat McAfee. I know McAfee's going to probably lose at Mania because yeah. you're not going to have an, your announcer beating Austin Theory. Be, your because and McAfee loses nothing in that loss because he goes right back to being the best right, announcer and, they have. And Austin Theory's the future. Yeah, so. but it, it, this, I didn't think I'd be this interested in this match. Pat McAfee's fucking entertaining. He's dude. fucking good, and Vince really knows that. Yeah. That's why he told him, I'm going to give you a chance to wrestle on WrestleMania. I feel like this is going to be a, a surprisingly good match. Yeah. I can't remember which um, night it's falling on. I don't know if it's uh, the 2nd or the 3rd, <laughs> April 2nd or 3rd. Um, Not to mention, you got Stan and Oliva at 12 in the afternoon. That Saturday. Leading right into Mania Night 1. So that is going to be a day where I sit when, down all day. When is the... We got to find out when the Hall of Fame ceremony is. I, I believe that might be that Friday, maybe with that SmackDown. This, I don't know. this Hall of Fame is stacked. So far, like we said in the last episode, Undertaker, Psycho Sid. I don't think Psycho Sid has been confirmed just yet, but that's the big rumor. Uh, Vader has been confirmed. That's three of the best big men to ever do this shit right there. I mean, that's the best and two other, of you know. Like, yeah, Sid is... Sid was just a great character. Sid is overdue for me. Oh, I... I both of them. Who's Vader. the man? Remember that Survivor Series? Like, Shawn Michaels was the face, but the crowd, honestly, kind of was... Sid was one they, of those they, first they guys Sid. around that time, like, kind of like an anti-hero. Like, he did heel shit, but the fans actually liked him. He's like, who's the man? And they're like, you're the man. Yeah, he, act, he had a fan base. And I thought that was and always you know dope what? about him, because he, he was kind of a heel. In the early 90s, too, and Hogan was like, nah, I gotta get you out of here. Come on, that's Hogan. You know that. I forgot what match it was, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. They were cheering Sid, Sid yeah. and then... Hogan, Sid threw Hogan, Hogan out there. was supposed to be the face, and he pulled the heel move. Exactly. And pulled him out of the fucking... Like, I don't get that. But whatever. Hogan got away with shit, dude. Sid's getting his rightful place. I remember when he came back not too long ago and kicked Heath Slater's ass. Yeah, that's right. He looked good, too. Yeah, did you see the pictures of him with, like, his fucking blowout? He looks like Dolph Ziggler. Like <laughs> a buff Dolph Ziggler. God he looks it. like Dolph Ziggler's dad. Like, it's fucking crazy. Wow, I, I just can't picture... Psycho Sid looking like Dolph Ziggler, but yeah, man, Hall of Fame class. I, we got to figure out when that. Um, yeah, I'd like to watch that because Taker's going, and you have to see that. Yeah, and Vince is inducting him. Exactly, like, like Vince. Vince hasn't been on like fucking doing shit like that in a long time. Last one was Austin. Yeah, uh, with SmackDown, you know, I think they're leading to uh, 
you know, as far as the SmackDown tag titles, I think they're leading to the Usos defending against Nakamura and Boogs, which is all right. Which I you, guess. you know what? <laughs> you figure that Jay Uso and Jimmy, the the bloodline, that they're part of the faction led by your top dog. You would think their tag team championships would mean more than they do. And if you're just going to throw something together for WrestleMania, you obviously don't have a storyline for the Usos. Why not make it like a tag team ladder match or something? Like something that can be what it needs to be, a spot fest for the tag teams to show out. I think they're saving that because there is going to be a ladder match at Stand and Deliver. For uh, the North American title. We got to watch that. Yeah. Carmelo so I, Hayes in the ladder match? Carmelo Hayes. What? And I know they've been having um, like qualifying matches. I can't remember who's, who's else. I, we got to find out who he's defending. Yeah, I, I can't remember who else is in it right now at the top of my head. But um, so maybe they're saving it for that, which if that's the case, cool. Let let NXT do that shit. Let them get that, you know. Yeah, um, Carmelo Hayes might have his first like WrestleMania moment because it's still a WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. It's not the show, but it's on the weekend. You know, and it's going to be, I think it's probably going to be where the Mavericks play. Uh, that Good, I, I wanted to see this new crop of guys in a bigger arena. I would, yeah, I would hope that's where, I hope they're not doing it at the PC. Um, but yeah, you know, so I guess we're getting to Usos and, you know, Nakamura and Boogs, which whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, and apparently, you know, before Big E, back to Big E for a second, before he um, apparently broke his neck. I guess the plan was to do a six-man tag between, you know, Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland against a New Day. I guess um, Xavier would be coming back soon. Yeah, I saw he was at a house show. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming that match is not going to be a six-man tag. I can't imagine Big E if, you know, like, I again, hope they still at least call him the Bruiserweight. Who the hell knows? Ugh, Butch. I mean, at least he was going to get a WrestleMania match, so who knows what happens with that. But apparently that was the plan. They were going to do a six-man And that's tag. the thing. that The name, it bothers me now because I have a feeling that it's just the beginning of the downward spiral. If they named him Butch but pushed him right, then I wouldn't be so mad at it. Like, fuck it. It's just a name. Yeah. But I feel like Butch is just the beginning of, like, he'll be coming out with hot dog cart soon or, like, pints of beer and throwing them on people. Like, just stupid, wacky shit. Yeah. Back to Big E for a little bit, though. Um, if he is able to come back, man. Like, I really hope... He needs a push after this. They they really need to fucking. If he's ever able to come back, you know. I 100%. hope this time off. I hope he could turn this like, this tragedy into kind of like a blessing, where if they say you can't wrestle again, you know, like heal up, while you're home, fix the little tweaks you need to fix in your character, and when you come back, just fucking own everything, bro. I think like. You know, this is a this would be a hell of a story to build off of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, lose, lose the whole, like, the, the music. I, I want him to change his music to something more serious that fits his look. Yeah. Uh, You can keep the long jacket, but lose the singlet and just have, like, like Keith Lee shorts. Yeah, Big He's a body guy. <clears throat> Why are you covering a guy who is... If he, Keith Lee can wear them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Keith Lee is, is, is out there looking like fucking... 10 pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag and you got Big E in a singlet who's 5'11 300 pounds of solid muscle yeah that's why his neck broke bro it's 300 pounds coming down to your neck yeah like anybody else so I hope he comes back with a few tweaks and I wouldn't mind seeing Big E as a heel along the lines of have you ever watched Moose from TNA yeah you see his promos he cuts like I would like to see Big E taken more seriously as like a a Moose type character I I think he can (laughs) 
when he first came in as a heel and attacked Cena, I said, yeah. yo, that they have a star there. He definitely, Let's uh, see. he definitely can have a mean streak, but I, mean, I just hope he comes back. Period. Yeah, it's really what it comes down to, man. Um, it's a shame, but if he does come back, like it would be nice to you know put him back in the main event scene where he just came from. Like, like honestly, he shouldn't even be in a feud like this to begin yeah, with. Yeah, like this could have been avoided if you would have had him. I don't know. Him maybe, and Goldberg maybe, maybe, wouldn't have been terrible, man. Yeah, maybe book him and Goldberg for a match and then say, you know what? He puts we need Goldberg. a next solid challenger for Roman. So, Big E, you fought him at Survivor Series, but now you want his title. Go ahead. That's the next two months of the program. Then after that, you work up to McIntyre. Yeah. But instead, you have him here getting slammed by a guy who should not be slamming him. Yes, Ridge Holland is a big dude, but Big E is bigger. Why are you trying to belly to belly a three hundred pound guy over your head? It's a really, uh, really scary spot. Not everybody is Brock. Really scary spot. Um, on a lighter note, um, I don't know if you caught this, but it's actually been pretty damn hilarious. This Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville feud went a whole step further when apparently Sami Zayn was harassing Johnny Knoxville on his cell phone, and he was posting tweets like texting him, or you know. It's like, you ruined my life, whatever. And Johnny Knoxville's like, you know, leave me the fuck alone, whatever. Like, and Sami Zayn is tweeting these, you know, like, screenshots. It's hilarious. And he even the, tweets the, a fucking Sammy selfie. Sami Zayn makes this fucking celebrity shit watchable. Hilarious. So what Johnny Knoxville does on his own birthday, he flies a plane showing Sami Zayn's cell phone number all, over L.A. And tells everybody to text him. And since then, Sami Zayn even, you know, he, he's on SmackDown. He's getting interviewed. He's like, you know, he's trying to prep for his rematch for the intercontinental title and kayla asks like oh how have you been able to prepare it's like how can i pre- how can i prepare he's like i have ten thousand missed calls on my cell phone wow he's like i have he's like i don't even know how many text messages i have because now it just shows an exclamation point <laughs> and it really does that yeah he's just like I, I i i i can't get away from this <laughs> dude hilarious and he's been showing like people facetiming him really? i even saw one with our area code Wow. Yeah. I saw a 570 area code on one of the screenshots. Like That's texting crazy. Him, texting him. And it's hilarious. Like, some are in, in support and some are, like, fucking with Sammy, too. It, it's just great. We should have texted the number. I don't want to do that to Sammy. I like him. Nah, just tell him. Yo, Sammy, the fucking man, bro. I think he would have liked that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, like, shit, by now, I just would have changed my But number. him and Ricochet, man, they had a good match last week to, for Ricochet to win the title. And it, this one did, was pretty good, too. Yeah. And uh, Ricochet did retain, and uh, I would like to know what they're doing with him for Again, WrestleMania. This is another guy who, like, yo, you listen to people. You you put the titles on Finn and Ricochet. Those are those are the workhorse titles, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental yeah. title. Your world champs are not on TV every week. They're not wrestling. Every yeah, because Roman wasn't even on. These guys are your TV champs. These are your workhorses. <clears throat> Book them right. Ricochet in the ring, bro. bro. He can bring prestige back to the side. Did you see that time. first match where he did like a sequence where he went on his back, grabbed Sammy, did a head scissors, did a kip up, and then did like a funky like Black Power Ranger move and fucking like. <laughs> bro, the dude is dope. Ricochet is nice, man. He's dope. He hasn't even scratched the surface. He like, hasn't. I felt like, I think I've said He should have been this. in NXT for a little longer. Yeah, I think I said that before. I feel like he was somebody you could have actually put the NXT title on and fucking roll with him. I thought after he flipped out the ring and landed in Velveteen Dream's face. Just that walked right up to him after It was that. like, yo, I've never seen that before. Like, he needs just, to be a star. That's incredible. You know, like he could be. I, I've been watching him since he was Prince Puma. And yeah. Like, he was Lucha Underground. Yeah. 
Lucha Underground was dope. The way they had it set up, they had like a platform over the fucking ring. Yeah, I remember. I used to jump off of it and shit. It was fire. I remember. I remember his match with Rey Mysterio. I think Mysterio Classic actually beat Mysterio him. won. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think Mysterio was one of the people. I'm, I might be mistaken, but when he was in Lucha Underground, I remember they said Mysterio was one of the people that actually discovered him and brought him to. I know like, he did. He did work in New Japan also. He, he like yeah. He, he this fought uh, clips of him with hair. I think he fought Will Ospreay. Yep. yep. I th- did he fight Shingo? I think he fought him too. I am not sure. When they, they do have like that junior heavyweight there division, might, room. there might be a match between the two of them. But like just right there, you're like we're mentioning with those guys. Like yeah. that just tells you how good. Speaking Ricochet of that, is, junior man. heavyweight division, AEW needs to bite on that. Yeah, before you know, like big time. How with this trios shit, man? Fuck the trios shit. Give me a junior heavyweight division, and you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing fucking Darby Allen win that title. Right. He's a smaller guy. Junior Orange Cassidy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what Adam Cole. That's what you make Adam Cole with. Not the fucking AEW title that looks like a fridge on his shoulder. <laughs> but we'll talk about AEW in a minute. Yeah, uh, Ricochet did retain the title in this match. and um, Book him right. Again, we don't know what he's doing at WrestleMania. Um, it would be nice, you know, him just winning the Intercontinental title. It would be nice if he gets on the card. I don't know who would. Again, like, it, I didn't him. know that NXT was doing a ladder match, but. A this ladder match would have been nice. This could have been a, a cool way to bring Cody Rhodes in. Yeah. Like, have him like a last second entrant, and he comes out with something in a bag, have him win the fucking title, and then he pulls out the old white one and go back to it because I'm not a big fan of his belt. It's not the worst looking belt, but it's not. But I, I think, don't know what it is. I think the old white title would complement its because the United States is the Intercontinental title's counterpart for each show. Right. I think this United States title is beautiful. It's great. And it's one the, of the best white Intercontinental title would complement it more. Yeah. This new one they have is like it looks like somebody created it in wrestling game, which by the way we just got off of two K twenty two and it was fucking great. That so, game is amazing. We uh, had we literally had three five star. Was it two or three? I think we had three. Three five-star elimination chambers. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in SmackDown, um, it goes off the air with um, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey fighting, like, brawling backstage. People trying to break it up. They're fighting all over a car, and Charlotte puts her in, like, a kind of like a camel clutch on the hood of a car, you know, after she suplexed her on the hood of a car. So it was made to make, you know, Charlotte look a lot stronger. Yeah, I'm kind of not interested in this anymore because of how bad Ronda's been on the mic and how... I, a lot of this is just executed. It feels like it's sloppy. Yeah, it's just... It's I'm watching this brawl and I'm just like, you know what? I remember a few years ago when they, on the go-home show, closed out with, you know, the two of them and Becky doing the same type of fucking brawl, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like, the, they had the cops there and shit. Like, the, one of them kicked the window out of the cop car and shit. Um, like it was, and there was some stiff shots in there. Like I remember, R- Ronda took a fucking knee from Charlotte. That was like, damn, like that was well done. I'm watching this, and I'm just like, I'm not feeling anything close. Yeah, to it's just it's, it's whack. And this is a main event for Saturday night. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, if Austin and KO is going on Saturday night and they book it right, <laughs> them two ain't following that. Nah, and it's gonna make them look bad. And Ronda already, you know, we already know she's kind of sensitive when it comes to the fans. She don't like, she don't take kindly to getting booed when she's a face. So I feel you got, like you gotta it's, lose that though. I no, I agree. And like, Vince McMahon apparently there was people backstage that told her the same thing because you could you listen, could just see the bitterness. And if I go like, out there as a good guy and they boo me. Well, you know what, Vince? Let me go out there as a bad guy and show them how much they really do want. Or to just, you know, or just yo, you're a pro. 
John Cena made a whole fucking living. Exactly. Off that. Like you know what? Not everybody's John Cena though. And I get it. You're right. No, it's not really fair. But still, it's just Cena's a fucking goat. Yeah. Like he he took that. Oh, you want to boo me? Fine. I'm still gonna be the good guy. Yeah. Kiss my ass. No one no one could do that. Like. Cena. And it, it really helped him that kids loved him. Yeah. But this Ronda Rousey Charlotte shit, man. I don't know. I'm worried about it. I feel like it could get shitted on. Yeah, my, I feel like this is a match, and that's the last thing WWE. This wants, could end up you know, being like a when Brock was supposed to lose to Roman, but mid match they were booing Roman, and they changed. I think they changed the finish mid match. Oh, I was that. That's the one I was there for. And New after Orleans. the match, Brock just threw the fucking belt because Brock didn't want that reaction. Like people don't understand Brock is real passionate. Match about this that shit. match kind of sucked though. I and, remember being there for it, and I was just like, yeah, you know, he so, kicked out of like five f fives. Hopefully, this isn't that same thing where they shit on it so much that like. Charlotte or Ronda walks back like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. I kind of would rather see Charlotte walk out with it. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's going to happen. But that, That's what I'm saying. They might change it on the fly if Ronda's getting booed. I don't know. It's, I'm just not excited for Let's the match. Let's see. I'm not excited for that. I'm, I'd I'm, rather have seen Becky and Bianca close out I'm night one. I'm just excited for Austin and KO. I want to see how that goes. And then, obviously, Roman and Brock. Edge want, and AJ. Edge and AJ. What, that, that's been two years in the making since Edge came back. We wanted yeah. that. And they could play off the fact that the first spear, one of the first spears he gave out on his return hurt AJ's shoulder, which it was AJ's fault, he admitted it, but put that into the story, fuck it. Yeah. It's it's part of their history. Yeah. The match, I think, was supposed to happen that year, but then they went with Randy Orton. And I think he was going to go with Orton regardless, just because it was his first feud back. And it was and safe. Somebody that he can trust and yeah. he's worked with Again, before. Again, Orton gets slept on about how good he is nah, in the ring. Yeah, we don't have all day for that but yeah we yeah we don't you know what i mean randy we might have orton to do a show just fucking you know giving randy orton the old uh the old rub <laughs> yeah um the randy orton that was what took randy orton to a whole nother fucking you know level as far as his mic work that feud with edge so i mean this uh the whole shit with him and um and aj man i'm looking forward to it i think that's gonna yeah. be the show stealer wrestlemania on paper right now is it's it, got a couple good matches it's supposed matches. to be the two night extravaganza yeah. they're building it to be I'm trying to. There's, there's some matches I really not. Really don't. Care I don't care for, for the Logan Paul shit. Yeah, or the 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 women's tag titles matches. Like you couldn't. Yeah, you whatever. I, I don't care. There, there's none. There's no real tag teams in any of those. At any of those teams, I think it's turned into a triple threat. It might turn into a a, a fatal four way. Uh, who cares? None of these girls are are real tag teams. No, it's just for, bitch. It's just you know, together. it's just everybody's thrown together here. Everybody's thrown together. Match. Yeah, get on the card. It's filler. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It, it just makes it meaningless, you know. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that, and I'm just kind of like worried. And it seems like a lot of that's on Saturday. Um, so Sunday's the one that's the one uh, to really look for. Stand and deliver will be good, I'm sure. Yeah. So at least we got that to look forward to on uh, WrestleMania Saturday. But that was SmackDown, and uh, after this, we'll be right back with a uh, AEW Dynamite review. To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. So that was the WWE side of things. Good and bad, I guess. Yeah. Now we're going to get into AEW and the wrestling highs. Resident AEW, Cliff Lex James, is going to give you the run. Oh, fuck your face. <laughs> fuck my face. Anyway. So, no, yeah. there was some good shit on this show. Yeah, AEW Dynamite, it started with um, Eddie Kingston wanting, you know, an explanation as to why Jericho... 
didn't give him his respect like he said he would. So Jericho comes out, and, you know, at first he's apologetic, and, you know, he's, like, baby-facing it up and all that, and I just, I don't know, to me, you can tell a mile away that a heel turn's coming, and he's just bullshitting. He gives yeah. him his respect and all that, and then I believe it was 2.0 and Daniel Garcia that came out and jumped, seemingly jumped Jericho and Kingston, but if you pay attention, not doing anything to Chris Jericho, to kicking Eddie Kingston's ass. And that led to, I believe, Santana and Ortiz to come down. They get they start getting their ass kicked. Jericho gets up and starts fucking helping 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Jake Hager winds up coming out. The guy who doesn't do shit on AEW. No. No. And well, he actually, um, he winds up putting Eddie Kingston through a table. And he's barely got Eddie Kingston up to fucking do it. I mean, you've seen Kingston. <laughs> Jake Hager's a big dude and he's pretty strong. Yeah. But I guess... Uh, I guess that guy's a big dude too. Though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, he he power bombs him through the table, and you know it appears that Chris Jericho has aligned himself with obviously him and Jake Hager together, but he's aligned himself with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, and they stand in the middle of the ring, all you know, flexing their middle fingers at the camera. Um, I don't mind Daniel Garcia being with Chris Jericho. I I don't know. I just don't see it with 2.0. But yeah, I, I, just, I don't even know, really know who they are. Apparently, this new faction is going by the name of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, I just... What, you could have just called it the Inner Circle 2.0. Which yeah. makes sense, because you're literally... It is the 2.0 version, and it's 2.0 joining you, so... Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But the Jericho Appreciation Society is is what this faction is going by. So I'm already not a fan. What a... Like, I don't know. Again, Daniel Garcia maybe can benefit from this. um, But it looks like Jericho's full-on heel. And I I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, Santana and Ortiz tagging along with Eddie Kingston. I think the three of them go together perfectly. You know? So I'm all right with that. I like that pairing. Uh, the first match of the night, we uh, for some reason, I guess Dante Martin got a world title shot. Chucky Finster. Now this this match itself, it didn't overstay its welcome, and you know it lasted just under ten minutes. And the the finish of this match was actually you know pretty nice exchange that led to a buckshot lariat for the one two three for Hangman. Hangman got on the mic and gave him you know gave Dante Martin his respect. My question is, like, what the hell did Dante Martin do to get a title shot? Yeah, right after he just defended the title on pay-per-view against Adam Cole. That's the weird shit that AEW does that I'd be like, eh, whatever. I, yeah, I mean, the match itself was fine. It's just, what, what, why does, how does Dante Martin get a title shot before MJF is, is what I want to know. So, yeah, I, I just... Throw away title shots. I don't even think it was advertised. It, like, so all of a sudden... It makes no sense. Like, as I'm watching, like, they say it's for the world title. I'm like, wait, what? Like, we're just going to have, like, a casual championship match? Just, hey, this guy is getting a championship match for just apparently no reason. Yeah, so I don't know. The match itself was fine. Tune in. <laughs> match itself was fine, but I just... Just didn't really make sense to me to have a, a world title match like that. You know, especially with Dante Martin. Uh, so after that, you know, Adam Cole came out. You know, it doesn't seem like the uh, the Adam Cole Hangman Adam Page feud is over. Which their match was pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking forward to another one. 
You know, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to see MJ, um, Hangman move on to somebody else. I mean, shit, we don't know what Punk is doing. He wasn't on this episode selling the beat, you know, the beating he took from MJF, even though we got the win. And I don't mind it. You know, it keeps Punk, you know, a little fresh. You're not overdoing him or MJF. You know, sometimes you got to do that, and I'm all right with that, especially after a blow-off match like that, you know. Uh, that dog collar match really lived up to its, uh, you know, what it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it did. Really good. You know, um, we get Brian Danielson and John Moxley in their first tag match. And William Regal, right there with them. Game changer. They're uh, not wasting any time. No, game changer. So they they go up against these guys, the Workhorsemen, which I, whatever. They're there for, you know, exactly they're there this. They're do exactly what they did, get their asses kicked. Exactly. And, you know, Brian finished off the one guy with the label lock in four minutes, and it was the promo that came after this. Because William Regal, you know, basically... It's funny. He sang the praise of Brian Danielson. Called him, what did he call him, Mike? The perfect wrestler. Yeah. He called him the perfect wrestler. And you could he even said, see... He's the wrestler I should have been years ago. He didn't have my problems. Oh, shit. Because Regal was addicted to drugs and shit at one point. Yeah. I uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, he had a he had a drug issue. Like a himself. drinking problem, too. Yeah. I think he said he's he's the wrestler I was because he didn't have, he doesn't have the problems I had. Yeah, and it almost looked like uh, Danielson was taken back by his comments. I don't think he uh, was expecting any of that. And uh, it's funny because he, he goes from singing the praise of Brian Danielson, like you said, calling him the perfect wrestler. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, John Mox is pretty good himself. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? But maybe that's by design. Maybe they're trying this out and it's going to eventually turn right back into these two feuding again. But maybe William Regal is going to side with Brian. And I'm completely fine with that because I think that that's perfect to have Regal there. Like, he doesn't necessarily need Regal as a mouthpiece, but why the hell not have it? It gives you the ability to change it up from show to show. Yeah, Punk didn't need Heyman, but it still was it fucking works. brilliant. Yeah. You know, Roman, you can even argue, doesn't need Heyman, but that doesn't mean I don't want him with him. You know, yeah, so like... Just, I, when it makes sense and it works, it's why we're just yeah. like, let's do it. Maybe that could be by design, you know, and they, they, he's, that, that jealousy is going to be, you know, these are the seeds of that, you know, being planted right or now. Or maybe fucking Cesaro goes to AEW and joins and Regal has a faction now. Oh, man. Like... He would fit in perfectly, too. Exactly. He would fit in absolutely perfectly. You know, dope. so and Regal, you know... What was the one quote he said at the end of this? He says, you know, you know, he says to their future opponents, you either step up or you get stepped on. And honestly, to me, you were saying how, you know, they should be the ones to take the tag titles off of Jurassic Express. I am 100% for that. Yeah, let's do it. 100% for that. Soon, too. Yeah. Like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't think of a better fucking team. Just give it to them, like, 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 let these dudes know they're not fucking around, and you know they're gonna mow through the tag division. Yeah, and they, you know you can create because they kind of have to do Brian and Moxley again. The way that that match ended at the pay per view, he got a, a pin. It's almost like he outsmarted Brian. You know, some could even say he got lucky. Maybe this is the start of their long term, like the match and, and them joining. Is the start of a long term story where they do win the tag titles and they run the tag division, but then. Eventually, they are at each other's throats. Yeah, and Regal favors Brian. And it leads to part two. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I'd be all for that. Yeah. With these guys involved, who the hell's going to complain about that? 
So that's something I'm really looking forward to as far as like what's going on new in AEW, some new shit going on. Um, definitely looking forward to William Regal segments. And apparently this promo went on. I, I think, told you when he first got released. I'm like, yo, I wouldn't mind him being an on-screen character. Yeah. William Regal is entertaining. I didn't expect him to be an on-screen character, but I'm I'm all for it. And yeah, managing his own faction or tag team or if it just ends up being Danielson, pff, sign me up, man. That would be fucking great. Uh, so what else we get in this? Oh, this is what brings us to the highlight of the night. So we get, you know, following what a lot of people would consider the highlight of AEW Revolution. I'm sure you'd be in a... You'd agree with this, the whole Sting oh, dive man, off Stinger the balcony. Stole the show, man. You know, and then Matt Hardy's team lost. So this brings out Andrade, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Butcher and the Blade. All these guys that are affiliated with the Hardy front office and apparently the, the AHFO, because I guess Andrade, is, yeah, whatever, yeah, it, it sounds stupid. Well, it's not going to last long because apparently Matt Hardy gets kicked out of his own fucking group. That he started, which to me is hilarious. The Farouk treatment. Yeah, but this was so much worse than Farouk. At least there was a build-up, and that was a great story. Yeah. You know, and that led to Rock just, you know, becoming that much more over. This was just, to me, this would happen to Matt Hardy. <laughs> he gets kicked out of the own fucking stable, his own stable that he created. And you know what? After losing to a botched fucking coffin drop... That's grounds for getting kicked out of your own stable. <laughs> that the back horrible. of Darby Allen's head hits Matt Hardy in the hip. After we just saw Sting, 62-year-old Sting, jump off a balcony on the four tables, his head crashing through one of them. By itself. And Matt Hardy loses to Darby Allen, the back of Darby Allen's head hitting his hip. Yeah, you're right. He deserves to get kicked out of his own group. <laughs> so it's just hilarious to see that happen to Matt Hardy. And he starts getting jumped. By everybody in the ring. And this leads to actually Sting and Darby Allen coming down to help him. But they start getting their asses kicked too. And then the fucking all too familiar Hardy Boys music hits. And it's Jeff Hardy. Which surprised me because I I was like, how they got the rights to that? But I guess they just did. It came out that WWE never owned the rights to the music. Wow. So, I mean, even better as if, you know, having Jeff Hardy wasn't enough. You have... The music that everybody knows him by. The, yeah. the iconic Hardy Boys music. The funniest thing about it is his brother's getting his ass kicked and he took time to dance on the ring. He did his classic Jeff Hardy shit. Like, you can wait. I'll be right there. While Matt Hardy's getting fucking pummeled, outnumbered. It was great. It's just... I. It's, it's almost just how Matt Hardy's treated almost overshines Jeff Hardy coming back. <laughs> like, man, fuck Matt Hardy is basically what I got out of this. Because all... <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to dance. Fuck him. This Jeff Hardy dance. just stops while he's running to do his, you know, his yeah, Jeff Hardy it, dance. It was fucking hilarious. His convulsing. You're like, that's basically what it looks like. But he gets in the ring eventually, and, you know, he helps him clear the fucking ring, and we get a, you know, a huge reaction. Obviously, you know, the crowd is going nuts because the Hardys are back. And yeah. Matt and Jeff... They get together, they have a big hug, and the fucking crowd goes nuts, and you see Sting and Darby Allen across the ring look at, watching him. And Darby Allen has his, like, his jaw on the ground. He's like, holy shit, like Jeff Hardy's in front of me. You might get that Jeff Hardy-Darby Allen match you wanted. Exactly, which they have to do. And then meanwhile, you got Sting in the fucking ring being like, the last time I was in the ring with this idiot, 
He was fucking high. Yeah, Victory Road. <laughs> Looking at him like, damn, you really brought this guy in AEW? Like, Meanwhile, Darby Allen's marking out. Yeah, I'm straight edge, but he's... Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, hell of a moment. Jeff Hardy's in AEW, and I, I gotta say, like... Funny shit aside, this was one of the cooler moments I think I've yeah, seen on AEW. Yeah, I'm looking AW. forward to seeing Jeff Hardy and the Hardy Boys and the Bucks. Uh, so many possibilities with Jeff Hardy alone, whether it's with Matt Hardy as a team. Dude, I need to see him and Punk revisited. Yeah. Because that was one of the best rivalries. It didn't last long enough, and it was when Jeff was on his way out, when he was like at the height of his popularity in 2009. Him and Punk, that, that was the first time we got to see a heel Punk in WWE. Yeah. And he proved, he's like, holy shit, shit like, Punk wanna... is really fucking good on the mic. You, yeah, because that, that was when he first broke out. That was the first time he was able to break out. You want to you wanna make MJF a really oh, fucking heel? Man. MJF and Jeff Hardy? Oh I my didn't God. think about that. People love Jeff Hardy. Yeah. MJF comes out and just scolds him. So many possibilities, what? man. I didn't even think about MJF, but and that it, could it be... It sucks because you have, you're more hype about Jeff Hardy... And you are about the Hardy Boys. But, dude, we can get the Hardys in FTR. We can get the Hardys in the Young Bucks. Um, there's so many, you know, Red Dragon. Hell, yeah. I wouldn't even mind seeing them in Brian, uh, Brian and Moxley. Why not? So, like, there's so many. There's so many things they could do with Jeff Hardy. You know? Jeff I, Hardy and Sammy Guevara. And to, yeah, to me, like, Jeff Hardy... MJF is a perfect guy you say, um, that you just mentioned because, like, very few people are better than Jeff Hardy at getting sympathy from an ass-kicking. Exactly. And Undertaker MJF... And him in that, that match. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the latter match with Undertaker yeah. on Raw was a perfect example. He knows you know? how to take an ass-whooping. Yeah. He's a great underdog. I mean, I would love to see him and Brian. There's just so many, so many matches, man. Jeff Hardy and AEW I'm really excited about. Um, really good to see him. I, I think we're gonna start off. It's 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 makes sense to start off with the Hardys first. Do the tag team thing. Yeah. Make Matt Hardy relevant because they gotta I, win the tag titles at some point. They need to get Matt Hardy the fuck away from this whole HFO Those shit. Those are the only tag titles they've probably not had. Yeah. They had every. They went on that expedition of gold before they came back to WWE. They even got the Ring of Honor tag yeah, titles. Yeah. So give them the AEW tag titles for a little bit at some point. Which who I believe they lost to the Young Bucks in a ladder match. So they have fought the Young Bucks before. The Bucks of Youth. Yes, as Matt Hardy calls them. <laughs> so yeah, man, and we can even get Willow the Wisp because you know Jeff Hardy kept talking about bringing Willow back when he was on SmackDown. Yeah, WWE fucked up, man. They I did to see Jeff Hardy take a run at Raw. What, what pisses me off the most is like, yo. I understand why you would think he was on. You know, he has the history, obviously working yeah, against him. Yeah, at least him, give the guy a chance to explain but himself. you man. drug test him and you fire him before you got the fucking results back. Why'd you even test him? Yeah, if you're man. not even going to wait for the results to come That's back. That's why he was on an interview and he literally said, yo, fuck WWE. And I don't blame him. So because the, the boys are done. The test results come back that he wasn't even on anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, they wanted him to go to rehab and Jeff Hardy's legit telling him, like, I don't need rehab. So all this coming out, it makes WWE look like shit, and it makes Jeff Hardy look great, and, you know, now look at him, AEW's got Jeff Hardy, who's, I don't care what anyone says, he's one of the biggest stars in the last uh, fucking 10, 15 you, years. And, and you know what, it's, it wasn't labeled as a game changer. Fuck that, we all know Jeff Hardy's but a Tony game changer. Tony Nese was. Tony Nese. The Java with no music in the 90s. Ugh. He just shows up in the ring when they come back from commercial. Jeff Hardy is a fucking game Jeff changer. Hardy, by all means. He could, he could go for the they, world They got title. Jeff Hardy and William Regal Dude, in him a span and of a few days. 
Jeff Hardy yeah, and Hangman wow. would be fucking kick Jeff ass. Jeff Hardy would sell the fuck out of a buckshot. Dude, they both sell like very similarly. Yeah. Like Hangman is another one that takes a real yeah, good ass kicking. So that would be a hell of a match. I would love to see um I wonder if um I wonder if you've ever faced uh Miro when he was Rusev in Why WWE. Because <clears throat> that could be use... another one, man. You can get really good heat on on Miro and, and a program with Hardy. Why not actually use Jay Lethal and let me see Jay Lethal and Jay Hardy? I mean, Jay Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Jay Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Lethal and Jay Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Lethal. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I called Adam Cole Adam Cool, so, yeah. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa. <laughs> Welcome to the fuck-ups. <sighs> I'm hyped for Jeff Hardy, but, yeah, to me, you got to... I wouldn't even mind seeing, a t- you know, a, t- a tag match with Matt and Jeff versus Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah, why not? So they showed that. I was like, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Why not? I'll watch that. Fucking A, why not? That'd be great. That can set up Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy one-on-one. Exactly. Give me a reason to see that. And maybe they do right the wrong that was the last Jeff Hardy and Sting match. Maybe we. Maybe they do. They're Jeff both Hardy. in better places now. Yeah, I'll, I'll Sting, Sting could still go, obviously. After that table spot, give me more Sting. And if we redo him and Jeff, Jeff ain't, you know, fucking high and he, he's, he's actually ready to go, that's going to be a kick-ass match. Yeah. They can make that nice. So, dude, Jeff Hardy back. There's so much they can do. I'm so like if, I, I think out of all like the new guys, obviously besides Punk and Brian, that that goes without saying. I think Jeff Hardy's has me the most excited. Like fuck Keith Lee, and the way he talks. Uh, greetings and salutations. Uh, <laughs> fuck him. I, he's just so hard to like. <laughs> he's so hard to yeah, like. Yeah, I told you he got fucking fat too. Yeah, it's a big dude, man, and it's just I don't know. I mean, at least he really sticks out when, you know, no one's really as they big as he is. They should build him as, like, a monster in AEW. Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, I, I'm hyped for Jeff Hardy, dude. I'm I'm so hyped for Jeff yeah, Hardy. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. So many guys. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Omega. Oh, yeah, we've never what? seen that. What? I forgot Omega's hurt. Yeah, no. Like, when, when Kenny Omega comes back, man, there's going to be so much yes, to address. there is. You know, but, like, tag, tag team-wise, them in Red Dragon, them in FTR... Dude, so many possibilities, Speaking of man. Omega, just off topic, we need to see Punk and Omega. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get it. I, I think to. Punk still needs to work his way up to be able to hang with Omega. Yeah. And, and and he's getting there because, you know, Punk has had, you know, he's he's been wrestling almost on a weekly basis. So, I and I, and I for that reason alone, when he is ready to face a Kenny Omega, he's going to be more ring ready because he, he couldn't have put him up against Kenny Omega right out the fucking oh, gate. Hell no. Danielson can come in at, right out the gate and face Omega because... He just main evented WrestleMania. He's he's been doing this. Yeah, Punk's coming off of eight years. You know, so you have to build with. You have to build to that. You know, and this MJF feud has been fucking great. I, I you know, we didn't like. I said Punk wasn't on um, Dynamite. Neither was MJF, but Wardlow was, and Wardlow is you know coming out interviewed by Tony Schiavone, and you know it basically talks about how he grew up poor, and this is you know the reason again to the business was you know to be MJF's lackey and he realized that MJF was a douchebag but you know he had to do what he had to do in order to you know make money and he said he just couldn't take it anymore and you know he gave to him what he had coming to him um the delivery here his delivery is pretty good but he, he has something to work on but they have something this is like his first real promo yeah and it wasn't like terrible to sit through it was it was at times a little rough, but I could forgive it just because it's yeah, like, yo. this is the first time we heard him really talk. Right. 
So I, I think over time he'll get it, but there's something there. I get like a Batista factor from yeah. him. He's got that fucking look. I think Wardlow is gonna be what WWE dresses sharp. They want what, uh, he's gonna be what they want. What WWE wants a Mason Ryan to be, maybe. You know, um, I but think, yeah, that Batista fact that he does have it. Yeah, I I I feel like he, he reminds me of Batista the most. He has that cool factor, and Batista, you know, he wasn't the greatest on the mic. I think he was a little more comfortable early on, and then he became way better on the mic once he turned heel. You know, yeah, right before he left. You know, and um. Wardlow, man, he's still green, man. He's still young, but I, I have a lot of hope for There's him. There's something there, though. Yeah. There's definitely something there. You know, um, I have a lot of hope for him. And, uh, yeah, they just got to continue to book him strong. And, obviously, we're headed to a match, you know, a feud with him and MJF once MJF comes back. And uh, I'm glad he wasn't on this episode just to sell that beating. You know, yeah. you, you went to thumbtacks, a dog collar match. You got laid out with your own fucking ring. Like, you know, sometimes you got to sell like these guys really yeah, got their asses kicked. Up a few nights, like just a few days later. Yeah. You know, we can see what Punk moves on to because it seems like Punk at least, you know, is probably picking who he wants to face, which I have all the faith in the world. CM Punk, you know, whatever he's doing next is going to be good. I wouldn't mind him and Hangman fighting over the title. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool. Um, but it seems like... It seems like Hangman and Adam Cole aren't done, which, you know, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I- I'm interested to see where Punk goes. Maybe if it's a mini feud like he had with, like, Team Taz or if he goes on to something major, another long-term feud. And they can, and you know, it, they're split at, you know, one and one with him and MJF. So they can clearly revisit this way down the line. They will. You know, and, yeah, they'd be stupid not to. There's, there's too much history. This is too good. You know, maybe the title's involved next yeah, time. Maybe at some point, <clears throat> I had said maybe Punk takes the title off MJF. But yeah. now that MJF's lost in the dog collar match, maybe MJF takes the title from Punk. I think MJF is going to be the one that takes from Hangman. I think, I think he so. needs to be the one. He needs to be the next champion. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, to me, MJF needs the, to be the next you champion. You can't miss the opportunity with him. Yeah. You know, and especially if, hey, if AEW wants to keep him. Because I, I, I think it's a very real possibility 2024 comes around and WWE, you know, offers him a contract. He's definitely going to pay attention to that. Yeah, he will. He's definitely going to look tried at that. He tried out tough enough. He wants to be in the He WWE. grew up a WWE guy. You know, so, like, I, I think it would be wise. He's fucking hot, dude. It wouldn't be. It, there are worse people to put it on. Yeah. I would much rather see MJF get it than Adam Cole. Oh, by far. You know, um... Yeah, to me, MJF needs to be the one that takes it off a of hangman, you know. But but I and I also think Wardlow, you know, he's geared for um, the St. Patrick's Day match with uh, the TNT champion for his title shot. You know, after winning the face of the Revolution match, and you know, to me, MJF is going to cost Wardlow yeah, he that should. match. It makes sense. I think that's the next time we see MJF. Yeah, he should stay on TV's all that. Yeah, and I think that's this coming episode on St. Patty's Day or the St. Patty's Day edition. And, um, you know, to me, that's when I expect to see because Wardlow doesn't necessarily need to be the TNT champion right now because his feud with MJF doesn't need that. MJF could, you know, just be a motherfucker and cost him his title match yeah. just like MJF, just like Wardlow cost MJF, you know, his dog collar match. Yep, perfect way to start it. You know, and MJF, again, he can beat Wardlow with, with Wardlow still looking strong. MJF doing just some heel shit. You know, so... Yeah, I feel like after Wardlow, maybe MJF goes to Hangman and, and gets takes the title. the title. Yeah, yeah, come all out. 
or all in. I can't remember if it's all in or out, all out. Whatever is out or in. Because I know Double or Nothing is their next pay-per-view, and that's in May. I, I expect to see Hangman with that, you know, through Double or Nothing. And then, yeah, the next one will be in September. I feel like that would be a good time. Yeah. That would be around a, a year. Almost a year. Yeah. He wanted a full gear in November, you know. So yeah, that'd that's be a, solid, a perfect time to solid run. have it switch hands. You know. It's funny because the, uh, the TNT title is on the line. And it's the main event. It's Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. And fucking Scorpio Sky wins the TNT championship from Sammy oh, Guevara. Oh, puts one of the belts away. Yeah, he still raises the two titles. And it, I don't... They look the same. It's like one guy carrying the tag titles. Just put one There's away. no reason to carry both. But yeah, so I guess the match is going to be Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky at uh, you know the St. Paddy's Day edition of AEW Dynamite this week. Which I wasn't expecting. I thought it was definitely going to be... you know I didn't expect Sammy Guevara yeah, to I thought drop it was the title. Be Guevara. You know? And it's funny because Scorpio Sky was the guy who won the Face of the Revolution ladder match last year for a shot at the title, which he did not win. But he's winning it now. Yeah. So, yeah. I like Scorpio Sky, though. Um, out of a lot of the guys in AEW that um, I feel like get a lot of time, probably, you know, arguably too much time on TV, I feel like he's not one of them. I feel like he's a guy that deserves a little more shine. So and he's a little up, he's up there in age. I don't know if you remember this, but he was actually in those segments uh, over 10 years ago um, when Kane and Daniel Bryan, when they were having their anger management classes. Really? Scorpio Sky is in those segments. I didn't know that. So he's been around for a while. He's, you know, he's... He's like, I believe he's he's in his late 30s. So it's kind of yeah, cool, sure, you know, yeah. to see him, you know, finally. Got to do something with him now. Yeah. And it, it, there's a lot of guys, you know, that you and I don't care for in AEW because, you know, how they work and how shitty it looks and how phony it looks. Like Scorpio Sky, I, I can't say anything wrong about him. As far as no, like, you know, what he can do, you know, yeah, he's a solid he's worker, you know. So it's cool to see him, you know, finally get a fucking title. I, it kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe they should have did this last year, but yeah. um, he got it. And, then, you know, it's cool to see that. So, um, you know, I guess it's going to be him and Wardlow. But, yeah, like I said, I expect Wardlow, um, you know, to be on the, on the verge of winning the title and MJF being the one to cost him. Whether yeah, he just disqualifies sense. or he just, you know, Scorpio Sky actually picks up the win. That I Either way, I expect something like that to happen. I You know, it would kind of be stupid to be hot-shotting the TNT title, which is what they've been doing lately. And I think that is not, you know, really helping the prestige of that championship because Sammy Guevara had it, then Cody Rhodes had it, then Sammy Guevara won it back in the ladder match and started carrying two. Now yeah, Scorpio Sky won it. A joke. And that's over the last few months. Sammy Guevara, it doesn't even feel that long ago that he beat Miro for it. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Because we never see Miro for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it's just like Scorpio Sky. Like, let's keep the fucking title on him. Let's let's keep the, let's keep the title on somebody At for, least a for a little bit. Yeah, let's let's restore some you know some value in this belt. It's it's been fucking hot shotted all around. You can you carry two of them. If this is your you know secondary championship, like you know, an intercontinental title, or you know if your TV title, whatever, treat it like that. Stop you know playing hot potato with that shit. Yeah, make it a more serious title. You know, it's kind of annoying. I, I hate seeing shit like that with any title, whether it's a world title or a secondary, a tag. It's it's fucking it cheapens the title. It's like, oh, let's just have everybody get a turn with it. 
You wear it this week. I'll wear it for a couple weeks. Yeah, AEW fans like that shit, though. I don't like that shit. I think that's stupid. You know? Everybody should get a title. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was AEW Dynamite. You know, we got a lot to look forward to. Still a few weeks away from WrestleMania. We still don't know who everybody's at, you know, that's in the Hall of Fame, that's going into the Hall of Fame. I would assume there's going to be at least a couple more um, entrants. Yeah, I got to watch that. I want to see Taker's induction. Yeah, man. WrestleMania's coming close. AEW's getting really good. Jeff Hardy. You know, we you know, at least we had some good news this week. We had some really shitty news as, as far as, you know, Scott Hall and, and Big E. Sucks to hear about Scott Hall. Sucks to see what happened to Big E. Great to see Jeff Hardy back, though. Yeah, I can't wait for Mania. Only a few weeks away. But, guys, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high for any updates about our episodes or just updates on wrestling and what's going on during the week. And uh, any last thoughts, Mike? No, just stay tuned. Yeah, WrestleMania on deck, man. A few weeks away. And uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about coming real soon. So uh, just stay tuned. But uh, for Mikey Bravo, Lex James, see you next week.